This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome back, SPC Nation. Before we get into today's episode of the Second Print Comics Podcast, I gotta stop you for one second and tell you to head over to our brand new sponsor's website. The website is foxandsons.com, F-O-X, the letter N, S-O-N-S.com. What do they do? They make fantastic coffee beans and they deliver them right to your door. He doesn't make the beans, let's be honest. He sources them from amazing, incredible sources, but he gets them right to your door, I'll tell you that. And they're fantastic. I get these two pound bags delivered to my house every single month. And right now, Steven is offering a special deal, $4 off any subscription to these two pound bags, or you can use a little SBC discount for any order over $25. You'll get a 15% discount by using discount code second print pod. You got to spell it all out. That second print pod to get yourself 15% off your order over at foxandsons.com. Check it out. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now entering the best way to start your day is a fresh cup of SPC pop, pop, pop. That's right. We are back bringing you all the news from the past week that you probably have a few thoughts about some things that you probably haven't even thought about and everything in between. I am once again, one half of the SPC triumvirate. Wait, that would involve three. Yes. Me, the miraculous Mr. Mark Claire and you, the listener. Oh, I thought we were going to thank the Lord himself for allowing us to be here, but yeah, well, there's yeah. the Trinity of that too. There's, it's me, you and our one listener. Thank you <laughs> The three of us make a great crew. Uh, Remzo, I don't know if you meant to do this, but it's the perfect transition. You mentioned a, a cup of SBC pop. Well, I like to start every day with not necessarily a cup of SBC pop, but a cup of Fox and Sons coffee, which I'm, I should probably face it for the video reasons towards the camera. Fox and Sons, look at this two-pound bag. You know why it's big and unopened? Because I just got it delivered to my doorstep because I have the subscription. I go to foxandsons.com, F-O-X-N-S-O-N-S.com. I don't have to keep going back is the great thing because I just did it once. I have the subscription every month. This two-pound puppy shows up at my door, and I begin to consume it. I am a fan of the Den Blend Dark. Uh, what, what's your what's your preferred bean, Rims? The same? The... Um... The Brazilian honey blend one too. is, like is my favorite, but my wife and I have really been on a kick for the Tanzania pea berry mm. because it's, it's not necessarily, I wouldn't say that it's like a darker roast, but it's got like this additional lever of flavor. You've got a little bit of spice. You got a little bit of sweetness. That one is really good as a cold brew. I think we've got it as a cold brew in the fridge right now. We liked it so much. We got the bag before we went on our week-long Route 66 road trip. We actually brought the bag with us after we uh, ground some beans, and that way we could start the morning of that. So it's uh, those two are my favorite. The The Den Blend is my my go-to, but I mean, you, you got you got a lot of 
coffee places out there to choose from folks. And a lot of them are going to give you a lot of the flavors that you're familiar with, that you're comfortable with. What I love about Fox and Sons is that they're going to give you the stuff that you probably already love, but they're going to give you stuff that you probably would have never tried on your own. And I think that's what makes them really special. Yeah, I never would have tried a Tanzania pea berry in my life. I never would have thought of it. I probably never would have encountered it were it not for Stephen Fox and his sons and this great business. So head over, head over to foxandsons.com, F-O-X-N-S-O-N-S.com. Use your discount code, which is Ramzo. Second print pod. Yes. For how much off? 15% off your order right. of $25 or more at checkout. All right. We'll do it. And... If you don't just love supporting our sponsors, but just want to give us money directly, you can also do that. Patreon.com slash secondprintpod. We won't go overboard with the details because we just did a whole advertisement for you. But lots of great content over there, including including my current foray into the world of Thunderstrike with the Thunderstruck podcast, the world's only ever Thunderstrike podcast as far as I know. Well, we've got some extra stuff to go ahead and throw out while we're discussing the Patreon. We've got our summer special going on. When you go ahead and join the Patreon at $5 or more or upgrade your current level to a level higher, what we're doing right now is I'm going to go ahead and uh, mail out an autographed Second Print Comics poster. And what we're also doing, because we're, we're men of the people, we're donating $1 out of my pocket to the Gary Sinise Foundation to help veterans and military families. Uh, I, what I'm doing right now is I'm collecting a tally. And at the end of the summer, I'm thinking like August, the, the last day of August, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'll post my donation in our private Facebook group, the Second Print Comics Fan Zone. There's a great way to get something out of it. There's a great way to go ahead and help us out. And this way, we all can come together and help a really good charity. A lot of you helped me out recently as I was raising funds for the Tap Cancer Out Chicago Open. It's a cancer awareness charity that raises funds through jujitsu. You guys came in hard and heavy for that. So I wanted to just keep the positivity rolling. You can go ahead and help us out today at patreon.com slash second print pod. In fact, we got somebody who took advantage of that. I don't like, I look at the stats, Mark. I know that we've got people kind of like all over the place. I didn't know we had a dedicated listener in Colombia. So Ariel, if you are listening, I have to figure out how much postage costs and how to get you your poster. Probably more than a lifetime of Patreon subscriptions. Yeah, we'll we're going to ha- we're going to have to figure that out. I sent you if you're listening, you should be listening. I sent you a link to join us on the Facebook group. Let's go ahead and talk there or in the DMs. Let's uh, get you your poster and uh, you know that marks the official first dollar that will be going to the Gary Sinise family. It might be cheaper for us to fly to Columbia and bring it with us. I feel like we should just go there and take and a photo. Make a little boys trip out it's of a, it. It's in an envelope. Like I should be able to to mail it out rather easily, but I've never I've never mailed something the to South with America. International before. shipping is it takes a long time and often doesn't get where it's supposed to go. But we'll figure Ariel, something out. Let's let's make a deal. Let's figure something out. Okay. Hit hit me up in the DMs or go ahead and respond back on uh, Patreon if you're listening, bud. All right, one, one more piece of business before we dive into whatever we're going to talk about, because this is SPC Pop. This is where we just go into, you know, sometimes we have a plan, sometimes we have some ideas, but it's really just where we give our overview of whatever's going on in the world of comics and pop culture. But I, I do want to point out, we just got a brand new Patreon, not, not Patreon, a brand new Apple uh, podcast review. So I want to read that. This one comes from Lights Out 122. Well, hopefully they're keeping the lights on for this show. 
Love hearing these guys talk about comic books and all things related, which is what we're doing today. They mix it up well by talking about both current and past comics, movies, etc. A must listen. A must listen for comic fans. Not a not a maybe if you feel like it missing. Not a, you know, if you just happen to be passing by and have some. No, a must listen. If you're not going to listen to Lights Out 122, who are you going to listen to? But a good reminder, we can always use more five-star ratings and great reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts. That is uh, what the algorithm likes the most are the Apple Podcast reviews. So those are all. Yeah, feed helpful. the machine. So thank you, Mr. Lights Out. Much, much appreciated. That's a lot of good news. This is a good start to the week. Well, should we try to keep the ball rolling? Do you have anything positive to talk about? Or are we going to go right into, uh, I mean, the last time we did pop, we basically complained about the flash for an hour. So. I think we should just go ahead and sledgehammer the face of our listeners with right. Sony's recent next chapter into oh, completely fucking up an entire universe. That's right. You didn't think we were going to talk about it because frankly, nobody really does. I thought that the fanfare for Morbius leading up to that movie was basically dead. I have not seen anything more dead in the water than Craven the Hunter. That's right. Sony recently released this past month a trailer for Craven the Hunter. And you want to hear you want to hear what people are saying about it? Nothing. Well, until now. Until now. Now, I'm watching this blind, Remzo. Now, I, I'm acting like we're doing this on the fly while I already have the YouTube set up. Yeah, we, we did plan to watch this trailer ahead of time. I But you've seen it. I have literally never never seen this trailer because I hadn't even I don't even know where I would have encountered it. I've never seen someone sharing it. Uh, the algorithms are not targeting me with this or the algorithm already knows that we're just going to trash it. So I, sh- so I shared it very, very late the night that it came out into the Second Brick Comics fan zone or Patreon exclusive Facebook group. Hint, hint, people. And I think it was Justin and a few other folks who were basically like, this is just the Punisher meets Morbius, but with none of the fun. And that was about it. Everyone was just like, oh, why are they doing this? All right. For those on the video, which you can find on YouTube, I believe we have the Odyssey mirror set up too. So you can also find the show in Odyssey, but uh, I am now going to play the trailer. We will react to it. If you're listening in audio version only, uh, that's life, but you'll still be able to hear. I'll, I'll keep a little bit of the volume on, but we'll, we'll try to describe it. Oh my God. It's three minutes and 27 seconds. This is going to be the rest of the show. Mark, okay. I am going to love hearing your reaction. Okay. I'm excited. <laughs> Let's go. Boom. Blue screen logo. Okay, we got a city. We got a guy. Is that that's that is Aaron Taylor Johnson? Yep, kick ass, quick silver. They got him running like Tom Cruise here. Look at this, Aaron Taylor Johnson, better known as Quicksilver, kick ass. He's done a lot of comic related movies. I guess is the point. So I do kind of I, I do wonder if. I know nothing about this guy. I wonder if he's a comic fan or, or if he just has happened to become involved in a lot of comic movies randomly. Never really know. Well, he was in Godzilla and everyone forgot about that. I never knew about it in the first place. All right, moving on. He's running. Okay. He's got some news. He's breaking into a car. He's getting shot at. And now we see a lion. Oh, we're going to get the backstory. Do you feel in general nowadays that, this happens to my wife and I a lot. We'll be looking for a movie to watch, right? And we'll say, oh, that looks interesting. Let's watch the trailer, right? We'll watch the trailer. One of two things happens. We watch the trailer and we say, that seemed like a good movie, but we just saw it because <laughs> the trailer seems like it's shown us everything. So sometimes we'll see a trailer and it'll seem like a decent movie, but we already feel like we saw, we saw it. So we just move on. Or, 
or it's just bad and we don't want to see it. I guess that's the second option. I mean, uh, for this one, how many times is Russell Crowe going to play someone's dad? Russell Crowe. <laughs> Have you thought it's, about that? That's the only role he, well, he was a guy, I guess, I guess Zeus is also someone's dad, right? Yeah. All right. Well, let's see. I, I like the Sony ones always say in association with Marvel, which is their way of saying we are doing our own thing. And Marvel has no fucking say in this because <laughs> these losers gave up the rights to these characters a long time ago. So here we go. Boys. Your mother is dead. This is going to be the same kind of thing. I'm going to feel like I saw the whole movie by the end of this. She died because you Somebody actually put this parallel to the Morbius trailer, and it was like the exact same movie. Did they sync up like Dark Side of the Moon? And <laughs> almost. It, almost entirely. It was really embarrassing. All right. There's some violence. Power is about strength. Oh, so his dad is kind of a bad guy, too. It seems like. You will give our enemies an opening. We're going to get the origin right here. Shoot. Shoot. Shoot him. Oh, right. he's attacked oh, by a lion. Pay attention, pay attention. This is like Leo in uh, The Reverend. Like his mother. He's attacked by a lion. Kind of, but what dumber. No. Look. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. No. All right, now we got to pause and have a chat. On this, on this. You know, <laughs> I'm so glad I hadn't seen this before. I want to find a good still image. <laughs> And I'm gonna leave it on this. The moment that Craven the Hunter is born, I guess. So they're just doing Spider-Man with the lion and calling it Crater Craven the Hunter. Yes. Is that what's happening? That's what's or happening. Or Morbius with a lion and calling it Craven the Hunter. All right, let, let's talk a little bit about everyone gets bit by something. Let's talk. Yeah, everyone, you just gotta get bit by something. I want Chris Hemsworth to bite me. So then maybe I can turn into Chris Hemsworth. So you can be a super Chris Hemsworth yes. amalgamation. For people that don't know what's going on here, um, a long time ago, I, I want to say 20 years ago, when Marvel, the company, was going bankrupt, they sold a lot of its rights to a number of different uh, movie franchise uh, of their characters to different companies. They retained the rights to the shitty characters that no one cared about, like Iron Man, Captain America, etc. Um, not that no one cared about them, but no one really cared about them in terms of wanting those properties. They were not seen as these big major media properties, uh, which, which is what actually I think was one of the best things about the MCU is that they had to lean on the less popular characters, which meant they had to rely on actually producing pretty good fucking movies and stories, which they did in the beginning. But you know, that's a whole nother rant, but a side, uh, side benefit, I guess of that, I would call it a benefit actually is we got Sony having the rights to Spider-Man and all associated Spider-Man properties. I'll say, I still love these Tobey Maguire movies, at least the first two. I think they, they hold up. Um, oh, yeah. so I think good things came of that, but that, that, that part is still in place. Some of this has been reversed. Now Disney bought Fox and now, and all of that is under Marvel now. So they own all the, all the fantastic four and X-Men stuff is still coming back in. They sort of lease out the right to use Spider-Man within the MCU, but Sony still owns it. So now because they kind of have this own separate Spider-Man thing, the only thing they can think to do is make a movie out of every single remotely related to Spider-Man character. So that's why we have Morbius. That's why we're supposedly getting a silver sable movie. Uh, and that's why we're getting fucking Craven the Hunter, uh, who is just Lion Man. He's Lion. He's we're Lion supposed Man. to also get like their own ripoff of Spawn called Night Watch, which is a it is a Spider Man character from the '90s who they just completely butchered too. But we were going to get one movie about like a Mexican wrestler who was like a a character that was made up during the Dan Slott era of Amazing Spider Man. It was going to star that rapper Bad Bunny. 
but apparently he was like, I'd rather just do anything else. I'd rather so go do left. wrestling, which he did. Yeah, he was like, I, I'm just, I'm just done. So like, they're just taking everything. Like, I'm surprised. Oh, they should I was make about- a bad bunny movie where he gets bit by a bunny, and that's when he becomes bad bunny. That would be that would be funny though. Like, that would actually be good. I was about to act say, like it's his actual real life origin story. Like, make it like a documentary. Like, what, he's a like eight kid mile? in Puerto Rico. He's rapping, then he gets bit by a bunny, and he becomes the bad bunny. I don't know. Yeah, make it like eight mile. Yeah, I was about to say it's only a matter of time until we get an Aunt May movie, but I'm actually incorrect. May. We, we are this getting May. one. Coming this We're getting May. a Madam Web movie, which will star Sydney Sweeney as Madam Web slash Spider Woman, and we'll be getting uh, Uncle Ben and Aunt May. It's basically a Terminator style film where somebody goes to the past to kill Spider Man as he's like a small child, and Aunt May. Uncle Ben and Spider Woman have to save him. Like that's the premise. They basically were like, it's Terminator and Spider Man, but there's really no Spider Man. Right. And so that's how desperate they're getting. (laughs) They're just trying to milk everything they can out of these, and it's sometimes successful. I'm I'm trying to figure out: Did Morbius make money? No. Seems. <laughs> seems yes and no. It seemed no, it didn't it did not turn a profit yet. It did it did exceed its budget of 75 million. It's now at when you it made 73 domestically for a 75 million budget. That's not great. Uh, but it, with the international stuff it it's up to 167 million total, but that's still not enough to turn a profit because there's a lot of other things marketing and You know, it's wild though. That's still a lot better than the Flash did. That's crazy. When no. You look at the gap in its in its revenue from ticket sales. No, but Flash made like seventy five in its opening weekend, I think, right? That's still yeah, no, but that's 55. that's that's like barely half. That's barely half the budget. Wow, wow, that's wild. So is Morbius more profitable than the Flash? Morbius will be more profitable. Well, there's those rumored like maybe it's you that was telling me this. I feel like I heard it elsewhere too, though that that there's like <laughs> black budgets of of the Flash, like they're like high, like it's it really is made the most expensive movie ever made. It's been estimated that. And, you know, insider leaks, say what you want. I saw it from, uh, you know, Geeks and Gamers, nerd, uh, Nerdist, Nerd you know, sites. Too. Like they're, they're saying that it was upwards of half a billion dollars to make that movie. <laughs> so when you look at Morbius in retrospect, they were way, way more responsible over their finances than that. All right. Well, and that all leads us to Craven the Hunter. He's not even well. He is attacked by a lion. So for for those of you not watching the video, what happens here? They show him getting attacked by a lion, while Russell Crowe does jack shit apparently, and then <clears throat> one drop of lion blood. See, this is not even a radioactive lion. This is just a fucking normal lion. And this is this, this is Cecil. in this universe. Remember Cecil this is, the lion? This is just what happens. This is yeah. what happens. You get your blood mixed with another animal, and you become a little bit like that animal. That's how it works. All right, let's go back to this because I, I, this is, wow. I, I really can't believe that's how they did the, the art. In the, in the comics, priceless. does Craven even have powers in the comics? He's just like a good hunter, right? He is a good hunter. He acquires some mystical powers that come here and there, but they're always temporary. The only time he had he had powers was in the spectacular Spider-Man cartoon where he becomes a half-human, half-lion hybrid, but it's because he specifically mutates himself that way and that craven is actually pretty cool that sounds cooler than this yeah that is way cooler than this this is just a regular guy tom cruise running without shoes on and that's what makes him like a lion like oh he's got he's not wearing shoes he's very lion like all right let's continue 
Ooh, we're getting a real shot. They do the same thing with the blood and, and like literally in Morbius. Like the, the drop happens and then you go see, you get to see the inside the blood. You see the chemistry happening. Oh, now we're getting terrible. Watch out. All right. I stared death. He's in got the face. lion eyes now. And for the first time, I saw my true self. Okay. Tell me about this hunter. They More say running. He uses a connection with animals. To now he sees a, a wolf. Okay. Did you hear that? Did you so hear he's that he's like George of the Jungle and Tarzan. He can talk to animals. Yeah, he uses. They said he uses his connection with animals to track animals. But he's then, violent, Doctor Doolittle. But then he ends up. So who does? Well, oh no, he ends up going after the rhino. Well, let's see. Let's keep going. Oh, I want to list. Foreign guys. You're about to become so disappointed. Only one of you. There's six of you now. He's way too. Oh my god! Oh my god! I was not expecting that in this trailer. I'll give him points for trying to fuck with me in the trailer. Like they, they dude just bit a dude's nose nose off in the trailer. Clean That's as cool as it gets, though. Wow. I mean, all right. It didn't make me want to see the movie, but it made me want to watch the rest of the trailer. I'll give him that one. Let's see where this goes. Why do you hunt? My father. Pussy he works out. The world. He's been doing keto. I take it out. So is dad going to be the bad guy, I guess? I think you're some kind of honor. You are exactly like our father. Just another man. I thought that was a trophy. I thought that was Spider-Man for a second. It wasn't. It was some other British kid. We're murderers. So. Is that what he taught us? Tale of redemption, it seems. You don't get to do that to me anymore. Uh, Spiders. There's spiders here, too. Don't get bit by those. Mr. Teglin. Where's Mr. Tagley? Oh, you're standing in him. You're a goddamn lunatic. Right. Oh, you just figured that out now? Has he always been British or Australian or whatever the hell he is? No, he's always been Russian. No, in real life, what is this guy? Oh, Aaron Taylor the Johnson's actor. British. Okay. I feel like everybody's British. Like every actor, I find out later they're British because they're tricking me with these American accents all the time. This is why I want James Bond to be American, just to kind of level things. <laughs> I just want the truth, man. I just want to hear someone talk in their own accent in every movie. I don't want any more acting with accents. Just be be who you are. And then it throws me off. I got it. I had no idea Doctor Strange was British for years. Then suddenly I see what? him in something. I see him in some. Matt Cumberbatch. I'll, I'll br- I, yeah. I mean, when you say his name out loud, it's <laughs> he has the most British name that's ever come. Well, I didn't know his name for years either. Right? I'm not on top of. You just called him Doctor Strange. Okay. Anything I can do to delay this, to watch the rest of this trailer. All right, here we go. Everyone can walk on walls now. Daredevil hallway fight. All right. There is an animal in each one of us. Don't you want to know? Are they going to show us? they call us? me the rhino. Oh, they are. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> That's why? Don't you want to know why they call me the rhino? <laughs> Because my skin turns into, is my skin is really dry? Like, what the fuck? all it's right. Just, what we saw in the end there was, um, I guess, a preview of is the rhino the villain of this? Is that who he's hunting? The rhino? Yeah, because you have to have another Spider-Man villain in there to remind people that this is still connected to Spider-Man. So that guy got bit by a rhino. By a rhino, I guess. We have to follow the logic and assume that that's the case. Well, it's not always a bite. In the case of the uh, the. Line. It was just the that one the drop blood. of blood just happening to hit the wound. But it had to bite him to open the wound. Yeah, I guess the bite comes before. 
before. This movie looks like fucking shit, Mark, but I am more excited to see this than I was the flash. (laughs) Excited might not be the word. I I would not, I don't, I would not pay money for this for sure. Uh, I would watch it when it was available freely. I think is where this would fall in this category. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to watch this in theaters. I just, I just, I can't, I can't feed these people. I just can't. I'm done with them. I'm just fucking done. I'll watch it on Netflix or Max or Disney or whatever, all the subscription things that I, I pay for. Do you think that Sony is just behind the curve on, you know, because Marvel, even DC, even Disney now and DC to an extent is starting to realize, I think, even with these other announcements of all the stuff they have coming forward. I think privately, and I think some of the moves they've been making show that they do realize that they there's been too much. There's been too much. James Gunn says it's not a superhero glut. I actually agree with him to an extent. It's a bad fucking movie glut. It's a bad superhero movies that nobody cares about glut. That is what there is too much of. And people are just done, I think. It's like, we're like, we're over it. And if you're going to get us to the theater, it better be really fucking good. It better be Guardians of the Galaxy 3. It better be good. If it's shit, we're over it. We're, we're not just going to go to the movie theater and pay money for anything related to a comic anymore. <laughs> 10 years ago that might have been the case because there before because prior to that there was not that much especially quality comic related uh TV and film out there. At this point there's been so much we just went over the curve. Like the quality got higher and higher. I'd say it peaked around Infinity War Endgame and now it's just across the board just been like let's just keep pumping it out but i feel like sony is on the back end of this like they they already missed the window where you can make money on everything so i'm sure their venom properties will still make money any spider-man stuff they do will make money but now i think they've got like 10 other projects in the works that they were conceiving a decade ago that they're just seeing through but it's like way too late for this stuff to even to even make like sympathy money like I used to go to any comic movie I almost had a sympathy like I just want to support the cause if you will I want to support comic movies being created now you can't even get me to the theater to see the flash so but this if, is if, a if, this if, is if a hostage me, crisis it's definitely affecting the casuals the casuals are beyond done by now if I'm done the people are raging and I mean this is a hostage crisis because going back to when Sony almost took back <laughs> Spider-Man in 2019 I mean, let's look at how the deal is. They get like two thirds of the ticket money. And then uh, like, you know, in those Spider-Man arrangements. So they get like two thirds of the box office for like No Way Home and Far From Home and Homecoming and that stuff. Um, So they get that. And then they give a third of it to Marvel. And then they get none of the toys and residuals. With these movies, because they do it themselves, they at least get to keep everything. Now, Sony has been dying. They get the full percentage of the loss. They they do. They do. And then they get to write that off on their taxes when they do all their, you know, mysterious corporate shit at the end of the year. But I mean, this has been going on for over a decade. This is one of the reasons why the Amazing Spider-Man, Sony internally said that, you know, we have to succeed with Amazing Spider-Man 2 or else we're screwed. Um, the uh, the whole disruption regarding that movie, the interview with Seth Rogen and uh, that other guy who got canceled. I forgot his name. James, um, Franco. James Franco. You know, when that got screwed up in like 2014, like that really messed things up for them when they had to go straight to a DVD release for that movie. Um, Sony has just been drowning and drowning, and they are holding on to these characters simply out of survival because it was. It's only a matter of time. It's all we have. Yeah, it's, it's only a have. matter of time before Disney buys them. 
But you think Disney buys the company? I think Disney buys Sony, or, or buys the, or just buys these specific characters back. You mean? Disney I think they Sony? buy Sony. It's not going to be like Fox, where they buy Fox Studios, and then the rest of the Fox syndicate family is off doing its own thing. No, I think they buy Sony the company because Sony the company. If you if you divide it up, it's the studio, and that's the telecoms, it's the computers, it's the phones, and everything else. I think they just fucking buy it all. That's a prediction. I could be wrong, but that's that's what I think would happen. Well, that's one way to get your Spider-Man rights back, I guess. Yeah. Sony's not Fox. Fox did not have to sell to Disney. That's just it. They didn't have to. They wanted to, though. All right, Remzo, on a scale of 1 to 10, what is your interest in, in, in Craven the Hunter? Five. Five? That's really five. good. How did it get up to five? You said you had no interest in seeing it a moment ago. I mean, five, five is like I'm going to watch it. Like I'm interested to see how bad it is. I um uh Zed from the Degenerate panel inside of Patreon. We were talking yesterday and he went to go see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And I was like, why would you do that? And he was like, Because I just want to see how bad it is. Now that I definitely want to see, even knowing it'll probably be shitty, but same kind of theory. Like I've go, seen go every see, movie. Go see Sound of Freedom instead. I love the franchise. I don't want to see that movie. I love the franchise. I'm sorry. I don't want to see any movie about that that subject, good or <laughs> good or bad. It's I'm not interested. I'd rather see Craven the Hunter. In fact, if you put those two movies next to each other, I'm I don't need to see Jim Caviezel saving kids. I need to see fucking he Aaron Taylor Johnson, all. Tom Cruise running. <laughs> Who saves more people, Jim Caviezel or, or Aaron Taylor Johnson? That's what we'll find. Oh, out. well, Aaron Taylor Johnson certainly has the body count. All right. Well, let's just say, I guess we'll see this October. We'll have to stay tuned this October to see Lion Man, a.k.a. Craven the Hunter. Uh, what else is on your mind, Remzo? I have some stuff uh, on my mind, but I'm curious if you've got any other topics of conversation. Uh, people were wondering if we were going to talk about Secret Invasion. And I, I got to be honest, I watched the first episode, and the first episode was not bad, but it's just, and I don't know if this is just a me thing, I'm not interested in this show. And I don't see a lot of people talking about it. And the marketing, I have seen a lot of really intense marketing. Like I'm hearing, I was listening to radio at one point just because I was bored. I was just like, I wonder what's on the good old radio while I was driving across, across the South. And I was hearing radio ads for Secret Invasion. And I'm like, if I'm really? hearing radio ads? Yeah. I'm like, AM radio? Yeah. I was listening to a country music station because that's what you do when you're driving through Oklahoma. You listen to country. And I heard a Secret Invasion. It's like, Marvel's Nick Fury returns. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, if they're having to resort to that, that's not good. I I just think that, you know, regardless as to whether it's good, and I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I'll wait for it to end and I'm just going to binge it. I think that's what a lot of people are waiting to do. I think that while the show might still end up being pretty good, people are just like, you know what? I like, 
the the anticipation that you need to see it fast, you need to see it first. We need you to be excited and build excitement for the next episode. That is non-existent with this series. All right. Well, and it's not this. a knock at it. Like I don't I, like you know this is not judgment of the show. Like I actually think the show, the first episode was good. I think it has the ability to continue to be good. The, f- the last couple episodes may have sucked for all I know. So you've I not watched know. beyond the first episode, no. correct? Even though you said you liked the first episode, it just hasn't. I like the first priority. episode, but I didn't like it enough to. You know, I started watching after that. Like I started watching the Terminal List season one, and I'm hooked on the Terminal List. All right. Like, well, I have, and that show's been out episodes. for like a year. I have watched all three episodes, not necessarily because I was interested, but because I care about our fans and I want our fans to know that I've seen the stuff. Fuck our fans. I'm going to talk. I'm not doing that. (laughs) We just watched a Craven the Hunter. This is why we have two hosts, people. (laughs) At least one of us will take the hit at all times. Now, I'll say, like, this is, I have very mixed thoughts on this show. Very mixed. First question, though, I have to ask. Do you care if I spoil anything? Because there is a major spoiler that happened in the last episode. Technically not a spoiler yet. Technically, the reveal hasn't even occurred yet, but they were pretty, they were obvious enough about it that I'm 99% sure. The after they after they killed Maria Hill, I stopped really caring. Okay. So we're okay. So we don't care about spoilers. All right. So I'll just keep that in the back of my mind that I'll probably spoil something as I talk about this. Um I what I like about this show, it does feel generally different than a lot of the other Marvel stuff that we've gotten, especially lately. It certainly has a very different tone than She-Hulk, uh, a very different tone than Miss Marvel. Um, this, the tone of this show is much more spy thriller than superhero-y, even though, of course, there are powers and there are shape-shifting aliens. The actual scene-by-scene is, is very much more like a spy thriller type thing. And Samuel Jackson is... I think pretty damn cool in this role. I, I I was wondering though, I'm curious your thoughts on this. My wife had a theory. Now Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury, he no longer wears the eye patch. Have you noticed that? He, now this new Sam Jackson, this new Nick Fury has no eye patch and just has the scarred up eye that he wears no eye patch with. Do you have it's any because it's impossible. It's because it's fucking impossible to get anyone to wear any real costume now. You think he Despite, just doesn't want to? You think he just I think he just doesn't want to. They gave an excuse for that. The excuse that the writers gave was that this is a damaged, more insecure Nick Fury and that it's a metaphorical sign of him growing beyond the confident can do everything Fury that we kind of grew up with in phase one. It kind of seems like the opposite. If you were growing more confident with yourself, you would be more like, fuck this eye patch. I'm more confident now. Whereas if you have less confidence, you would probably want to keep hiding your eye. Yeah. Your I, I eye. think it's, I think it's fucking bullshit. I think that's the same excuse that the guy who directed the flash gave when he said, you know, the CGI is shitty because you're seeing it from the flash's view. No, I don't think, I don't think Samuel Jackson wanted to wear the eye patch. My wife said that uh, her theory was like, when you get older, wearing an eye patch like that, if you don't actually have an eye problem, can really mess up your your balance and your stuff like that. So it might have been like to the point like he's only done Nick Fury. He's really, a fake person. He's only done. Make him wear the eye patch. Nobody's are, but Sam Jackson is a real person. So I'm saying in in real life, in kayfabe, if you will, it might be that Sam Jackson was like, I can't wear this eye patch for the entire duration of this series because now he's the main character. Whereas before almost all his Marvel appearances are just scenes here and there. So he just tossed the eye patch on. So maybe because he's doing what is essentially several feature length films worth of shooting within this, he just said, I'm too old for this shit. I can't wear an eye patch. They like, not, right. they had the budget to make She-Hulk twerk, but they can't put a CGI eye patch on Sam. I don't, dude, I don't want a fucking CGI eye patch. All right. If they have to do a CGI eye patch, I'm done. I want the eye patch though. 
<laughs> even if it's CGI. I want the eye patch though. Like Rorschach. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, beyond, beyond the eye patch, I just thought that was an interesting change to the, the character that it has gone completely unaddressed in the show. Anyway, maybe they have these kayfabe explanations off offline. But anyway, uh, I, I like the feel of the show, and I, I like Samuel Jackson actually getting the chance to to sort of shine, if you will, as the star of a show. Um, the things I don't love is I, I, from the beginning, I don't love how the scrolls are portrayed in this in 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 the MCU. I don't love that they're portrayed as like these. But now that's kind of what's interesting about the show a little bit. We're kind of finding out it's not quite that way there. But in Captain Marvel, they're portrayed as these kind of like innocent sort of whatever that were just being pursued across the galaxy by the Kree in later episodes, probably maybe a little bit in the first episode. I'm not sure. But in later episodes, they've now kind of alluded to the fact that that's kind of a lie and that. You know, maybe the scrolls were on a run for a reason, and maybe they were hated across the galaxy for a reason, and had actually been a little more of like a war. A Believe war all seeking. refugees, Mark. What's that? Believe all refugees. Believe all fugees. Um, but that's what I don't like about it. I don't like that they're. I don't like that they're seeing. It's it's kind of like it's still like an immigrant story. It's still like, oh, immigrants need a place to stay, and that's that's why all this is happening, and that's why they lash out sometimes because immigrants just need. It just feels like a, a, a somewhat of a heavy-handed message where it should really, and maybe they're sort of crafting it a little bit because they've been alluding to like the past of the scrolls not being exactly what it is. And there, but there was a great scene. Since you haven't seen it, I'm just going to spoil it. There's a great scene between the guy that plays Talos. I don't remember his name. He's not British. He's Australian thankfully he's actually maybe he's not australian maybe he's doing a fake australian action he's actually fucking american i don't know he's pretty good at that. I, I like that guy there's a scene since i'm spoiling this for everybody including you where sam jackson's like where are the rest of the scrolls you know because there was supposedly just some of them here on earth and the rest were across the galaxy and talos tells him they're all here i brought them all here and they're all on fucking earth and there's a fucking million scrolls on earth and like and sam jackson's reaction he's just like He's like, it's like, it's equal parts, everything. He's frustrated. He's upset, but he's trying to be calm. And, but he also realizes, oh, I'm so fucked. Like, this is my thing. I started this thing with the scrolls and now there's a fucking million scrolls hiding out here that can look like people. Like it was just a really good scene. And I do like Samuel Jackson's portrayal to an extent in this. I think they're going a little too overboard with the, he lost his confidence, this and that. But there was a, a great scene at the end of the last episode too. Oh no, the previous the two episodes ago where he meets with Rhodey and Rhodey uh, again, I'm going to spoil this because I did my duty and I watched the show and you, you, he decided to watch more Craven trailers or whatever. Uh, I'm going to spoil this where Rhodey kind of dismisses uh, fury from his role. He's like, you don't work for the government. I'm the messenger, whatever you're out of here. And he has the best, one of the coolest lines ever. He goes, he, he's like fury. You're out on this. And, and Fury and Fury's leaving, and he this bodyguard tries to take him. Fury just fucking breaks his arm or something, and he's like, "I'm Nick Fury. Even when I'm out, I'm in." And it was a badass line. He delivered it, but well. So I think Samuel Jackson's performance in this is is, is making me enjoy this a lot more than I would normally. I guess is my point. I'm pretty much enjoying it for Samuel Jackson, but he is 90 percent of the show. He's in almost every scene, so I, I am liking it for that reason and the spy thriller reason. And I think it's actually one of the better shows since since Disney plus started uh, and maybe by the end of it, I'll have a different opinion. I, this I, I, is I, one of the most popular Marvel stories ever. And if they fuck this up there, no one is ever going to forgive them. Well, it's and not we going to be a direct adaptation. Cause I don't think you're going to see any other superheroes in this. Yeah, but part. you gotta, you got, and, and while that, that is understood, like you can't be so disingenuous 
to the themes that it's it's unrecognizable. Like there are a lot of things, like a lot of the tones, even some of the dialogue that leaked in that I remember from episode one, like a lot of that is there. And while it's going to be different, while everyone understands this is different, it still has to be good. It has to at least remind you of how much fun it was reading that original limited series. And if it doesn't do that, it's not going to succeed. And one of the best things about secret invasion was the tie-ins, particularly the Nick Fury tie-ins in Mighty Avengers, where we also see the creation of the Secret Warriors and everything like that. Does this have to be a what Mark missed on Patreon? Because I've never. Oh yeah, series, so. oh yeah, that's a good run. All right, that's a very I'll, good. I'll add run. it to my queue, if you will. So yeah, I mean, even if it's not the same, I, I think that matters less than is it as good. Okay. Well, I'm relatively enjoying it, but there's this there's this aspect of me that thinks. Am I just enjoying it because the last two things I watched out of this company were She-Hulk and Miss Marvel or whatever? You know? So that might be why. This is much more cut of my jib than than the other stuff they've been doing. Um, I am going to spoil something now because I thought I thought it was a it was a twist I kind of saw coming, but and then and I saw it. But at least we are seeing some more significant characters um, be revealed as scrolls. So at the end of the last episode, again, you agree to hear a spoiler, right? Yes, now, right? do it. It's pretty much revealed because you hear a voice on the phone talking to uh, one of the bad scrolls or whatever, and it's very obvious who it is because we just saw him in the last episode. That Rhodey is a scroll and has been a scroll for some amount of time that we don't we don't know how that is. They haven't revealed it. They haven't actually revealed it yet, but the end of, it's clearly his voice on the phone and we know the person on the phone is a scroll and it was clearly Don Cheadle's voice. So unless it's a twist within a twist, it's it's pretty I'm pretty confident that Rhodey's a scroll. And that has me wondering, you know, I wonder how they're going to do some of this if there's going to be bigger reveals. If this is a reveal that's going to be on episode 4 of a 6 issue series, I wonder if we will get several reveals of characters that may have been scrolls maybe not just in this time period since the blip, but maybe even prior to that. Uh and Rhodey's a good candidate. I think in this case it almost has to be it can only they can only do this with non-powered characters because it's because mm-hmm. Even though part of the storyline is they're trying to give Skrulls powers, they don't have them yet. So it wouldn't make sense that any Skrull previously was able to duplicate yeah. powers. So they could do it with like a Rhodey, with a Hawkeye. With a, with a Hawkeye. I mean, there's a lot of options here. And Rhodey hasn't been so prominently featured that I, I don't think it would be that hard to even go back at some movies and be like, this could have been, or maybe ever since he, it was Don Cheadle. Maybe that was the scroll before it was Terrence Howard. <laughs> and, then, and it's ever since it's been Don Cheadle. We, we got our morphing a little off. I turned into Terrence and I turned into Don Cheadle. And so See, everyone is racist. Like they Howard. couldn't identify the black guys. <laughs> They're like, ah, oh, fuck it. No one's going to notice. Just go, just go be this guy. It's going to be fine. Anyway. So we'll see where that all goes, but it does have, depending on how they play it, they could keep this a very small story relatively speaking, or they could really have it have major implications across uh, the MCU. So uh, to me, like there's not much left to really be excited about coming anytime soon with the MCU. So my, my biggest hope is that this, this does get a little more exciting. And I, I think relatively speaking, I do, I do like this show for a show. I'm not going out of my way to, you know, to have to pay for extra or anything. So yeah. that's my review. So, yeah. I mean, so I'm, I'm going to watch it. I'm just going to binge it. That's kind of like what I did for Obi Wan. Do it before me. I spoil more stuff for you, Ramzo. Although you love it, doesn't, being spoiled, it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. It you doesn't. Prefer phase, to be it doesn't phase me. Yeah. All right. Well, what, what else is on your mind? I, I have a rant, but I'm gonna. I have a rant ready. But let's see if is there anything more positive? Oh, to talk about? we're finally we got a reveal. I saw this on BroBible.com. We're finally getting Hugh Jackman in the classic, well, a form of the classic yellow costume for Wolverine. When he uh, makes his uh, return in Deadpool up? 3. 
yeah, go brobible.com. Or you could just do Hugh Jackman Wolverine costume on Google. Hugh Jackman Wolverine costume. Again, we do all of this live. Just got to be with us in the moment. All I'm finding are shirtless pictures of Hugh Jackson. And I am not complaining, by the way. No, uh, but I, I'm not finding that by, by Bro, Google. Google Bible. has not registered this yet. Um, oh, here he is. Do, do, Wolverine. Do, 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 do. If you do Deadpool Animal. 3, did, did you find it? No, but it doesn't matter. People can go look it up themselves. And then yeah, the internet. he's in a costume. Yeah, he's in a costume. It's the blue and re- it's the blue and yellow. Yeah, the one that fans have wanted for a long time. What do you think about this Deadpool three situation? Because there's been a lot of rumors about. I, I feel like it has the. I mean, not the potential. It's very clear what they're going to do with this movie. To me, it's it's this is where we're going to stuff all the ridiculous sort of like cameos that we don't really want to put in the more serious maybe Endgame. They're, uh, they're bringing they're game. bringing Ben Affleck as Daredevil. They're bringing Jennifer Garner as Elektra. If the rumors are true. If the rumors are true. Ian Probably. McKellen as Magneto. This this is this is just more multiverse movie shit. The question is yeah, the question is just how they pull it off at the end of the day. And just because of Ryan Reynolds and the paradox paradoxical, no, paradoxical satirical paradoxical, nature of it. Satirical. Because of the satirical nature of it, that's the only reason it might be good, just because of how they pull off Deadpool in live action, how Ryan Reynolds pulls it off. And, and it may be entertaining on that level, I think, but I I think maybe it's almost like like, we got to get this out of our system. So to prevent us from having a Ben Affleck daredevil and a Jennifer Garner Electra in secret wars, we have to do it now in in Deadpool three and get it out of our system. Uh, What are your thoughts on this whole Deadpool movie though? The way it's coming together. Are you Uh, excited or are you rolling your eyes? I need to see the first trailer. Like I, I'm, I'm just so like in the middle of excitement and disappointment. I just need to see the trailer, which we're not gonna get for probably like another year. Uh, I guess we'll just have to settle for more Craven trailers in the more next, Craven. Uh, you know, blank fill in the blank man type event from uh, from Sony. More Craven, you know, there, you know, a Miss Marvel, you know, I'm sorry, not Miss Marvel, you know, a, you know, the Marvels movie is coming out in a couple months. Why don't we live watch that trailer? No. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that trailer? I have seen I, it as well. I saw it. It's not, it's not the worst, but it's the just like, actually you know, made me want to see the movie less. It's it like, it like Disney. I, why? Why? In my mind, I could foresee. That's not true. Why am I saying that? No, I can't foresee this movie being something I'd want to watch anyway. But if I, if there was a world that I had maybe wanted to watch that movie, the trailer would have made me want to see it less. <laughs> yeah. it, it looked like it honestly looked like they wrote this script or at least they made the trailer as it's okay. So it's, it's as if forget that they're characters. It's as if the actresses that play these characters are so excited to be in this movie as girl power and, and as women of color and ethnicity. And, you know, we've got a Muslim, a white chick, a regular, we got your regular white chick, you know, your regular fucking Karen in, in, uh, Karen how do white chicks become like the symbol of victimhood? I don't know. I want to well, rant that, on that for a minute. Okay. White ahead. women. As Bill Burr said, you stood by us as we committed crimes against humanity for centuries. Yeah, where were and you? Then, and, and you were fine with it. You were fine with the bloodlust and the expeditions and the spoils of war. And then one day, and I'm obviously taking everything from Bill Burr, like one day you just took your Gucci boot and stepped over the fence of oppression and was like, you know what? It's all about me now. Why? Why not just let the black chick and the Muslim chick be in a movie themselves? Why do you need Brie Larson? <laughs> Why do you need any of these movies? Why do you, Why need, do you need any of these movies? 
I mean, Captain Marvel was so clearly just crammed in because, oh my God, we made this whole universe and we never did a super power, powerful female lead. Oh, what have we done? So then they cast Brie Larson. They do the super power, powerful female lead. She starts lambasting any fans who aren't going to like the movie because they obviously are misogynist and hate women, yada, 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 which of course creates more backlash against the film and the character, which creates even more backlash when they then... I think the worst part about this character to me, I don't even mind the Captain Marvel film. I don't think it's that bad. It's okay. Uh, the worst part about the character is that they take her out of everything. She's not relevant. And then just appears at the end of infinity war and fucks up Thanos and like not necessarily turns the, the tide of the battle, but, and then she's gone again. And she's just like, like, so why is this? You're not even really writing this character into the universe. You're just kind of having her there exist, reminding us she's super powerful that she can like just take out a Thanos ship by herself and then send her off into the galaxy again until you need her, which of course you need her to remind us about the oppression of women. And then what is it? Anyway, this trailer just reminded me of just women celebrating that they're in this movie and being gleeful about it and being even to the point that like the Miss Marvel character is like in awe of being in, in a partner of, of Captain Marvel. But I think in real life, they're like, Ooh, we're making the movie. You know what? Women can save this movie because I'm not going to fucking watch it. I think I might rather watch Craven the Hunter. I would rather watch Craven the Hunter. To be perfectly honest. If I'm going to pay movie theater prices. He bites like, somebody's nose off. <laughs> guess what, family? We're going to see Craven the Hunter. Get your fucking lion masks on, all right? Please, we're, no. We're, no. Don't make me show you the Marvels trailer again. Don't make me show Okay, all right. We'll go see Craven. We'll go see Craven. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I got one more thing to discuss. Have you been reading any? Uh, what's your current comic reading looking like? Uh, still Superman Lost. Um, I, I went back and read some old stuff recently. I, ever since our 2099 binge, I was reading through the Spider-Man 2099 series. So I've been kind of going back into the backlog. I went through some of that as well. It's pretty good. I've been reading, well, a couple, I will eventually talk about these behind the old paywall, um, but I may as well just mention them now because 90% of my comic reading, really, even when I was reading comics regularly, 90% of my comic reading is old comics. You know, I think that yeah. that's just probably always going to be the case for the rest of my life. But I'm digging a little bit into a series I had never read before, which was still when I was reading comics, but it just never crossed over me. It was, it's, I'm reading Avengers Forever by uh, Kurt Busiek. Have you ever read Avengers Forever? I was not very interested in that because I just, Did I you read know. it or not read it. <laughs> you, I read the first couple issues. You saw the trailer. Bored. You saw the trailer. I was bored, yeah. I was I, I've actually really liked it. And I'm also reading final crisis, which I had never read in, when it's in, in, in its entirety either. And they're actually interesting. That's a, hef- that's a hefty book. They're that's interesting a hefty stories title. to be reading at the same time. And I'm going to have some thoughts about it. Anyway, this is all a way to say there's very few modern comics that I read, but I've always been a fan of the green lantern character. There was a new green lantern with Jeremy Adams that started up. So it's all right. I've been reading chips Zdarsky's Batman. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's weird. I'm sticking with it for now just to see what's up. I like to keep my hand in a couple of modern comics. Hey, there's this new Flash by Jeremy Adams. I've heard good things about his Flash run. You got me. A number one. A Donna DC. You bring him back some Hal Jordan. Bring me back to the roots of the character. I'm on board with that. I'll check it out. Really enjoyed issue number one. I thought it was a really good sort of reintroduction to the character while planting enough little interesting sort of seeds of mystery to wonder where it's going. Issue two. Didn't blow me away, but pretty good. I enjoyed I, I enjoyed the continuation of where things are going. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna run with the series, see where this goes. Then we get to the end of issue two. Holy shit! And this is not a this is no complaint against uh, Jeremy Adams, the writer. None, none at all, because I know he was forced to do this. 
they're in this thing and then blah blah. So I'm not even gonna tell you what happens. Doesn't matter. Suddenly you're like, oh shit, night terrors. Like what the fuck's night terrors? It's the next DC big event. Which I remember when they promised us no more of these. No, I don't. Did they like three events ago? Now it's literally. I think there's always an event. There's literally now always an event. If you're if you're like because they just finished this Lazarus planet. Is the Justice League alive again? Yeah, they're alive. (laughs) They they just finished this Lazarus planet and still have like stuff connecting from that as they're starting this Night Terrors thing. And it's like, can't we just have like a few months where where writers just tell their stories about their characters. And then maybe at some point, some things come together, but for fuck's sake, it was bad enough when it was like every year we have an event. Now it's literally like, there's always an event. There's never not an event. There's always a fucking event and you can't get through your actual stories because these poor writers, I feel bad for them. They are like Jeremy Adams is goes, Oh, supposedly he didn't really want to do the, 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 the green lantern series. Cause he's not really a big fan of the character. Uh, and it was kind of for, forced into it a little bit. Give uh, us from, more earth. One green lantern. From what I understand, but because he's a fucking pro, he's still doing a stellar job on it. But the poor guy, like they, why do they, here's what pisses me off. Why do they allow a writer or start? Why do they start a fucking series on a number one, Two issues before it has to be diverted away and now into this night terrors thing. And now instead of Green Lantern number three next month and my comic shop guy's probably going to stick it in my pile and I'm going to tell him, I'm sorry, I'm not buying this because I refuse to participate in this bullshit where you, you, you stop all of the storylines we're already telling no matter what they are. And you say, okay, forget that. You got to do a night terrors tie in now. And you have to do some weird thing. Well, yo, yo, hey, Jim Sadarsky, now you got to go write something where Batman has a nightmare. You got to do that. We just fucking did that for like five issues. Anyway, whatever. Oh, Jeremy Adams. Thanks for restarting a, a, a back to the roots. Hal Jordan. Appreciate it. Anyway, you got to go write a different book where he has nightmares for two months. It's so fucking frustrating. Like, what is the point? Why? Why? I, even if you have to do this, if you have to do crossovers and, and big events and Lazarus planet and this and that, why don't start a new number one, two issues before that's going to happen. What does that do to the writer? Like he has all these plans. He got things mapped out. Oh, just kidding. You got to go have him have Hal Jordan have nightmares for two fucking months. Oh, it makes me so angry that these exist and they can't possibly boost sales because you know why as pointed out by our friend Jim from weird science uh, is where I first realized it. Then I opened the app and saw it was true. They already have the first issue of night terrors, like the main sort of like book, like that's supposed to start it all. On the app, on the DC Infinite app, which tells me they have zero confidence in this because usually there's a 30-day wait or uh, between three months or one month, depending on the book, until it gets to the app. This is on the app the same fucking day. They just vomited it out to the app, which tells me they have no faith in the sales of this thing. They're like, maybe someone will read it since it's free on the app and they'll maybe buy some of the other books. I honestly wonder if this directive to do all these crossovers just comes from even above even above DC, like if some executive in fucking Warner is it was just like, you know what? People love crossovers. So just do those. Just keep doing those. And, and then they walk away for a year and we'll check back on you later. I don't know, but it really pisses me off, especially cause I was in this particular case because I was really liking the restart. You know, it, it almost makes you want to drop the book. That's how, that's how mad it makes me. I don't pay for many modern comics. I liked the book and I wanted to support a book I was liking. So I, I wanted to pay the money for it. Cause I want, I want to participate in the market. I want Jeremy Adams to know that I liked his book and I will give him money for that book. And then they got to go and do this and they just shove these fucking crossovers in there. Fuck, make it its own separate thing. Like let him just kill continue the the story that he started two issues ago or say wait let's let's just wait 
let's just hold on and not restart this book until after we do this. The problem is if they do that, they're just going to have another dumb crossover two months later and do it again. So anyway, that's my rant. I hate, I don't hate crossovers. I like crossovers when they're, when they're special and they're, uh, you know, they're occasional and then you, and then it feels like a big deal because, Oh my God, these characters haven't crossed over in so long. We're not even done crossing over when we've crossed over. I don't need fucking John D Dr. Destiny from a Sandman series that we, uh, covered years ago. Way on her back. This is a character, Dr. Destiny, John D who debuted in Neil Gaiman's Sandman when he went to the diner and, and had everybody killing each other and like doing all this crazy shit. Awesome character. Uh, but now he's just a fucking butt of this dumbass joke to make this stupid night terrors crossover that literally nobody asks for. In fact, the only thing I've seen are people like me being annoyed by its very fucking existence. That's it. That's all I have. I mean, the promise is broken. The promise was <laughs> that they tired. were not going to do these giant events, but then they tried saying, well, it's not a crisis level event. We said we weren't going to do crisis level events. Which they and just was like, did that too. Was a lie they too. just did that too. They just finished that. They I um, called it dark cry. They put crisis in it. The the only <sighs> books from DC I'm reading are limited series at this point. Um, you know, what, how you feel with this Green Lantern series is how I feel with John Constantine Hellblazer. Um, like, you know, during the DC rebirth era, because they had a, they had DC rebirth hellblazer series that was doing really well on its own. And they were trying to take him out of the DCU to make it more like, you know, old school hellblazer. And then they put him in this two part, um, you know, crossover with whatever the crossover at the time was. And then it was like, it didn't matter. And it just threw, threw a wrench into the entire thing. And I was like, what was the point? Like, what was the point? Like you just threw off everything that you were going to do. And now we're not going to get an answer to anything. And then when they brought Constantine back, it was like, it's whole new thing. They completely restarted everything again with the renumbering and a new story. It was like, why, why do I care? Why? Yeah. So I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off. I think what I have to realize too, is that, you know, I'm not going to be the white chick here. I'm not going to play the victim. I Make it have, all about you. I ultimately have only myself to blame because for, you know, for years, I, I, it'd been years, really. There was a several year period where I didn't buy a single modern comic. Or if I did, it was, uh, you know, like something like do a power bomb, something totally different. I didn't really buy any mainstream yeah. Marvel or DC comics, but you know, I, I've liked some of just Chip Sadarsky's work. So this kind of started when he went on Batman. I'm like, all right, let me, open, let me crack open the Batman. Heck, maybe I'll check out a couple of DC titles. And, uh, you know, so I was like, Batman, all right, weird. It's actually not what I expected at all, but weird enough to keep me interested. And I, and I like going, I like having a small pull list because I like ha- having that relationship with the, with the comic shop and all that stuff. You yeah. Know? I don't want to be just some guy that rolls in there. I want to be a guy who, whose name you have on a, in a folder <laughs> that you, you give books to. Um, but it's, I'm, I'm questioning it, especially now that uh, we have the DC Infinite app and we'll be able to read these books a couple months down the line. You know, it's like thanks to our patrons who pay for that. Thank you very much. Uh, should I go out of my way to, to have these physical books that I otherwise would really want to support? It, it's almost like they're challenging me. They want to be like, are you sure you want to give us five bucks a month? For, are you sure? Okay, just in case, just in case you're having trouble with your decision, here's Night Terrors. I knocked both of our microphones off. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, I'll do it too. It's like, oh, no, I elbowed it. (laughs) My my disgust has spread across the internet into Remzo's living room. (laughs) Anyway, I think I'm done ranting about that. Again, I'm not going to play victim. I have myself to blame. So I I do blame myself, and I will give myself several lashings for this. Well, folks, thank you once again for taking some time out of your day to talk about 
the shit with us. As always, please go ahead and remember we have a new website. It's secondprintcomics.substack.com. We're going to be moving the secondprintcomics.com domain over, but we went ahead and we uh, wanted to go with the Substack model. We've got some fun shit going on over there. Uh, we've got regular uh, original listicles coming out. We've got Sunday recaps of the show and other news that we might not always talk about here, but that's just fun uh, for email subscribers as well. It's absolutely free. If you're a patron, uh, you're automatically enrolled in that. But please go ahead, just check it out, subscribe, help us grow on there. We've got a lot of people who have never been exposed to the show before, but they found us on Substack through the Substack app. And now they're listeners and we love having you. So this this turned out to be something that worked out really well. Secondprintcomics.substack.com. Mark, anything else? I have nothing else. I think the biggest thing, you know, the biggest decisions I have to make going forward are, you know, am I, am I going to watch more of these trailers? Am I, cause I, I think I'm not going to watch any of the movies. I'm just going to, I'm just going to decide whether to watch trailers from now on. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm done with movies actually just period. It's overall, I'm only going to watch trailers and I'm only going to comment on trailers and I'll, I'll finish secret. I'll finish secret invasion since I said I would after Somebody that, just to. trailers for me. <laughs> maybe this show should just be us watching trailers and forget this. Whole we watch trailers so you don't have to. Yeah. I mean, it's, we've already done it a couple of times, so we'll see. Yeah. The kids seem to like it. No, that's all I've got. Remzo sign us. Cool. Off. As folks. I mean, as always, oh, I just mean, kidding. Actually yeah. next week, uh, I got to interrupt the programming. Uh, I, instead of a regular episode of SBC next week, you're going to get a, a special night terrors edition where it's me and Remzo ha- ha- dealing with our nightmares. So sorry <laughs> if that breaks up the continuity for you, but that's what's coming next week. SBC night terrors. Uh, All right, folks, you know the deal. Be safe. Be good. As always, remember, read comics, the good ones, and change the world. Watch trailers and change the world. Good night. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.